school. I've been one of those. Just uh, uh, Brother Tanner's going to settle down and he's getting into the preach. And, uh, <laughs> he's doing a good but, job. Yeah, good, good job. But that that's great. That's awesome. We need the word uh, absolutely, uh, especially in the day we're living in. And, the word is just we've got to take the word we've got to accept the word and live it and apply it and that's what this is about trying to uh, bring everybody into the knowledge and understanding of what God wants and expects out of us uh, I've shared with you for quite a while of how my early morning ventures have been and uh, God's backing me up I, I was awake at 2.30 this morning and so if I look a little beleaguered that's why because there's no sleep since 2.30 and uh but uh when the lord wakes you up you know it's not just you're just waking up just because you woke up Amen. Uh, and this was coming over and over and i'm going to share it with you get ready be ready stay ready Amen. over Hallelujah. and over and over and over i was i was trying to receive other things and it was like this was a an overlay that kept coming along with other inspirations I was receiving. I'm going to say it again. Get ready. Share this with the church. Get ready. Be ready. Stay ready. One cannot get ready if they don't want to get ready. One cannot get ready if they're not interested in getting ready. The church can't get ready if it doesn't want to get ready. It can assemble. It can show up. It can do religious things. But there's something very significant in the word ready. One cannot be ready unless they are ready. That's pretty simple. You can't be ready unless you are ready. And we know how to get ready, don't we? Now, what about staying ready? Well, I thought once you got it, you had it. I found that more and more and more not to be the actual way it is. And it goes right along with what's being preached in the as of late. We've got to do more to stay ready. We've got to do more to keep ourselves where we need to be with the Lord. Amen. Now, it's God's deciding factor. It's his judgment where everybody ends up. And I'm not judging anyone. But I, I do know, and I'm very compelled to share with everybody that comes into this church as much as I possibly can of what God's trying to say to us. And I believe trying to say to the totality of the church and the day we're living in, get ready. Amen. Be ready and stay ready because there's an event that's coming. Let me share with you some words that Jesus spoke briefly here in the book of Matthew mark it or turn to it. I'll read it for you. It's found in the 24th chapter of Matthew verse 44. Now he had been speaking to the disciples that were gathered around him. He had been talking with them about the condition of the world at that time. The given world as they knew it. He'd been talking about as in the days of Noah, so will it be in the day when the Son of Man comes. What's that saying to us? That's his, his discussion up to this point. But he expressly exclaims here in verse 44 
Therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Amen. Ready is used, the term ready is used multiple times in the Word, and it means different things throughout. Old Testament, New Testament alike. The verse may say they readied the chariot, and, and that is in the Word. Or they readied this, or they readied that. Jesus is saying, be ready. For you know not what hour, you know what, what moment that he's going to return. Therefore, the necessity to stay ready. Now, he doesn't say, stay ready or get ready. He said, be ready. But it's all inclusive. It's the same thing. It's, it's a continuous, constant action. It's a continuous, constant advancement. Um, when we think of, of ready, uh, biblically, let me share with you what it means biblically, what Jesus said here. This is what the word ready means biblically. It's a state of being expectingly prepared. Expectingly prepared. You can be prepared, but being expectingly prepared is a whole different thing. That's what he's talking about. Be expectingly prepared. If you're expecting, you're expecting something, and if you're expecting, that's futuristic. Right? Jesus said over and over again, tried to explain and as he does so here preceding and in this scripture as well of his going away but there's going to be a day when he returns to earth to gather his people and gather his church and those who have believed and trusted and lived for him and take them from this place to a place called heaven amen, amen. be ready get ready be ready stay ready amen praise god now this is going to be a uh, kind of a movement around in the word, Old Testament and New Testament alike. And we're going to connect some things here. <coughs> David in Psalms 27 <coughs> verse 14 you want to turn there. He used a term, it's wait. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He doesn't say ready, but ready is connected to wait. And this is what wait means as far as what David is referring to here. Wait in this particular scripture, wait on the Lord is talking about twisting together or braiding together your expectations forward. We come to church, everybody comes to church, and people come to church for all kinds of reasons. We serve the Lord. That's why we come to church. We come to worship God. We come to praise the Lord. We come to fellowship. We come to rejoice. We come to do a lot of things. But the emphasis that should be for all of us on all of our part is to get ourselves to the place 
that we're going to be pleasing to God when this ready thing comes about. Now, backing up to what David said, wait on the Lord. And this is where Christianity really takes a lesson because, again, it's something in the future you can't see the future. But we know because Jesus said he's coming back, the Son of Man is coming back, that we need to be ready when that does take place. It's the in-between time that we need to be working in and moving in. Waiting looks like here, David's saying, just sit down and be still. Don't do anything. That's not what he's saying at all. Wait here is, we could say, is an action word. It is a having expectations, and a lot of people are bored of this in itself. They don't have any expectations. And that's a sad state. If we're Christians, we need to have the expectation that the Lord is coming back, amen? amen. To such a point that we want to get everybody else that we possibly can to know that he's coming back and they need to get their lives right and be an example ourselves. In this intricate wording and this insertion of, of, I'll say, urgency and emphasis in both what Jesus was saying and what David was saying, we've talked a lot about David, and David was a man who went through a lot of things. David was a man who was near to God, but he wanted to be nearer. He was never satisfied that enough was enough. He didn't just go into the temple to say, well, I went to the temple, I can go home. David was enthused. Matter of fact, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That's an excited expectation of something's bound to happen. Do we come with that attitude? Do we come in the doors of the church? Something's bound to happen today. Something's bound to happen to me. God's got great things in store for me. Let me wait on the Lord and see what he's... Let me be expecting. And then every time, just keep progressing. Keep growing in faith. And that, in a sense, that's what this means. Have faith in God. Wait on the Lord. Have faith in Him. Let, let your faith take you places. Let your expectation move you forward and advance you towards God. That's where we need to be going, right? So in the expression, the scriptural expressions here, so far, in these two, let me take you to Isaiah 55. I'm getting a lot of leaf turning this morning. You're turning leaves over. How about that? Isaiah 55, verse 6. And remember, be ready. Remember, wait. What do we do in the meantime? I'll give you the verse here in a second. The constant movement of Christians in the movement of the church and we've been around uh, particular subjects here for, for a while, just, I mean, just constantly pushing and pressing and trying to unravel more and more what God's trying to say to the body of believers, the Christian church, this one, others as well that may be listening. And I believe as I started, what he's really trying to emphasize is get ready. I'm backing up, get ready. That, that's the main thing. If you're not ready, you're not going to make it, right? 
Ready is, again, prepared in the short. Prepared for a trip. Prepared for someone to arrive. So, inserted in this is the excited expectation that we should have that this event is going to happen and I've got to live in this mortal body till it does happen and I may have a lot of things happen to me in the course of that time but I've got to live it all out with expectation that one of these days, praise God, there's not going to be any more trouble, there's not going to be any more heartache, there's not going to be any more illness, sickness and all these things that we face and have to endure and deal with here. Isn't that a joy in itself? Amen. 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 As been said many times, we tend to tie everything to this temporal state of existence right now that we're all living in when the one that is ahead is an eternal one. It's a forever one. There, there's more to our existence than just here. Much more. And now, there's much more to, to uh, life than what many make it. As we, as the scriptures lead us and urge us and guide us, you talking about the, Brother Tanner's talking about the Holy Spirit this morning. He's a comforter and he is a guide. And I'm stepping aside here just a minute. He's a comforter and a guide. He's the spirit of truth. He guides us in truth. We have the assistance of God bind through the Holy Spirit to guide us in the proper ways God wants us to go. If we will but apply ourselves, ready ourselves, wait on the Lord, as David said, let the experiences that we have in God one by one be braided into our life's experience, all that together takes us further and advances us towards the Lord more and more. In Isaiah, as I gave you, chapter 55, verse 6. It's an interesting scripture. Give me a moment to get there. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. That kind of got a little bit tinge of scare in it. While he may, well, what if he can be found? Well, that's a predicament, I'll just tell you. What a predicament. When, but he says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. When is he near? When can he be found? What's this verse say? It's an Old Testament verse. Seeking. Seeking. Seeking God is a constant state of earnest, industrious, sincere, applying oneself and oneself will with a determination to discover that which they are searching for. God, amen. Amen. I've often thought of the enormity the enormity of 
of the expanse of, of what God has for people that serve and love him and believe and trust him. The word gives us many, many things, but God's above and more than that. And there's always more to be found in him. Found here means discovered. Discovered. As we seek God's presence, and that's what this is talking about, his presence and existence. Totally possible. Does everybody here believe it's totally possible to do that? But it's on our part. We're the ones to do the seeking and the waiting and the readying ourselves. And the more we do that, God is always observant. Matter of fact, I think I mentioned here a while back the scripture of God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. A rewarder. In life, there are so many things that I cannot even begin to describe that the Lord will bring your way, that He will give you, that He'll grant you, that He'll enable you with. But it, it, it's not like going back to David's comment there. It's Again, it's not like, well, I'll just sit here and wait. I'll just see what God does for him by sitting and waiting and doing nothing. A Christian life is one that's to be active and forward moving and advancing towards God. And the more we near God, the greater things God is that we're able to see by and through him. Amen. Amen. Now, I've sensed this this morning since I, I come in here. I mentioned needs earlier. We're going to do something a little bit different in this service this morning. Tanner mentioned something this morning about, I don't remember his exact term that he used, but it was like a, 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 a dissolving or a moving away from the power of the Holy Spirit that the church so needs. And we've got to understand, nearing ourselves to God, folks, because the Holy Spirit is here on earth. God's in heaven. Jesus is in heaven, okay? Yeah. The Holy Spirit is here. Yeah. So we've got to near ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Yes, we have to seek the Holy Spirit. We have to wait on the Holy Spirit. We have to ready ourselves through the Holy Spirit, who is the agent, if we allow him to. We've been all over sanctification in this church for a while. Help us to clean Help us to bring ourselves into a state of pleasing to God. I know the work of the cross saves us. I know the blood of Jesus washes away sin. We've talked about that. But there is something that Christians must do in order to continue towards the Lord. Amen. Call it seeking. Call it pursuing. In David's term, waiting. Experience by experience. Does anybody here believe in growing in the Lord? Amen. We can grow in the Lord. We can grow in, with every instance, with every experience, we can grow in the Lord. You grow in the Lord every time you open this word and you put your nose in it and you start reading. You grow in the Lord when you sincerely pray. You grow in the Lord when you praise God. You grow in the Lord when you worship the Lord. That's seeking God. That's a state of being constantly active in searching for the Lord. And I'm with you. I don't know what's happened, but something is being vacated from the church, and it's a scary thing. That's what the church needs the most. The presence. The presence of God through the Holy Spirit. I hope you're sensing this morning. Listen to me. What you need in your life this morning. You may not know, really know what I'm even talking about. 
because you've never experienced. Maybe you've never experienced giving your life to the Lord. Realizing that you're a sinner. Confessing. You know what happened to that takes you when you confess? You bring it before the Lord. You say, I'm tired of this sinful life. I want something much better. I'm going to tell you, God's got something much, a whole lot better. Amen. And he will save you and get you in the right place where you can start exactly doing what the scriptures lead us to doing. And I want to, I, I give an altar call almost every service here, but I'm going to do something different here in this place. I want everyone to do well in their relationship with God. That's what seeking is, folks. It's a relationship. You seek through relationship. And the more you seek, the tighter that relationship becomes. Your seeking brings you to a greater knowledge of God. Yeah. Then that brings you to a wisdom. Then it brings you to understanding. See, the very three things that were told multiple times in God's Word, I mentioned this not long ago, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. When we understand the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness, God will forgive. God will wash us and cleanse us. He'll set us free. He'll deliver us. I wish I had better words to describe, but I don't because we're limited. God's not limited. Just because our words and ability to describe and and paint word pictures and all that is limited. God is not limited. Amen. All things are possible with God. You may be here today, you may have an issue you think is impossible. You may think there's no way out of your situation. Jesus stood before multitudes many times. People followed him. They saw something in him that they had never seen in anyone else. They were amazed. They wouldn't leave him alone. They followed him to the mountain. They tried to follow him out on the sea because he had something that they did not have. And I'm telling you today, he has something you may not have this morning. Amen. Your soul saved. I made a statement last week was, was don't take for granted. Don't think you're somewhere you're not. Don't try to fool yourself. Don't pretend. Get it done. Get it done. Just okay, Jesus. I may not know all about you, but I'm gonna believe that preacher and I'm gonna I'm gonna just ask you today. It's gonna be my day. I'm just gonna ask you today. Save me, Lord. I've never been saved in my life. Somebody may be here like that. I've got a real issue in my life. Well, there's something that just I just can't get rid of. Maybe that's you. you got a stronghold. Anybody know what a stronghold is? Something gets hold of you, won't turn you loose, and it's not good. This Bible's full of times when God delivered. 
Or an impossible situation. God can heal relationships. Amen. Believe that? Amen. 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 We're going to seek the Lord this morning. Together. And by doing that, I'm going to ask you in just a moment to stand if you're able. And this aisle is empty right now. The front of this church is empty right now. And this is where some people really struggle is a public aisle. Don't be afraid to move. Don't be afraid to seek. Don't be afraid to see what the Lord can do because I'm going to tell you something. In one instance, your eternity is at stake. In other instance, you may walk out of here in the same condition you came or worse than you came when you could have had a wonderful experience and be changed before you leave. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. We've moved a long way time. It's just simple this morning. This is what I'm led to do today. And I'm not saying you've got to come up here and start naming things. Uh, this is between you and the Lord. Maybe in you there's a longing hunger or, or, or a desire and you just haven't been able yet to figure out what that is. Maybe you realize there's more to what I'm doing than what I, what I am doing. We're going to have a time of reverence and that's been... Wayland started with it. Tanner teached on it. Song, I had no idea the song, that last song we sang that spoke of it. Waiting on the Lord. Take it to the Lord. Bring it to the Lord this morning. Bring your situation to the Lord. Altars are open. And we're going to conclude this service in a little bit. But we're going to, first we're going to uh, give you an opportunity. I cannot tell you the number of times that I have realized there's something I needed and got serious with God and he's provided. Amen. Right here many times. Lord, I don't know what to say next. He gives it to me. Because every individual in this building today is important to God. Regardless of what you might think. You might think God don't see you. God don't care about you. Yes, he does. Amen. And he wants the best for you. He wants you coming to him, seeking him, and following him.